Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Hutton. I'm a business coach and a virtual assistant, and I am on a mission to help you create a life by your own design. I want to inspire and empower you to transform not only your bank account, but your life from the inside out. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, we will dive into all things creating a career online. From mindset to marketing, you'll hear thought-provoking stories and conversations that will make you feel seen, that will challenge you and give you ideas, inspiration, and strategies around building a business, social media, confidence, sales, self-belief, content creation, working with clients, and so much more. I want you to leave this podcast with the strategy around how to create a life-first business and lifestyle, the mindset that will help you believe that your biggest dreams are possible for you, and the confidence so that you can take those action steps and make it a reality for you. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back. Today's guest is Blessy Pika. She is a self-titled entertainment preneur. She wears so many different hats. She's a musician, a host, an MC, a marketer, and a coach. And today's episode topic was actually sparked a couple of months ago because she came down to Melbourne and we caught up. And I've known Blessy for a few years. She's always been super bubbly and very insightful. And every time we have a catch up and we chat, it always gets very deep and meaningful pretty quickly. So this one conversation that we had back in that cafe really resonated and really stuck with me long after. So I just knew that I had to ask her on the pod so that she could share her experience and share her perspective about building stronger in-person connections and how to cultivate trust really quickly, because this is what we spoke about and she does it so, so well. So I hope today's episode is super valuable for you. I hope you go out there and you start to build more in-person connections and you really start to open up the doors and attract and invite more opportunities in. But let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today is very exciting because we have Blessy here and we're going to be talking about how to make in-person connections and build trust super like quickly in person and what opportunities can come when you do start to like master that skill. And you are the perfect person to have on this podcast, Blessy, because this is something that you do so well. I met Blessy, (laughs) I will hand the microphone over to you in a sec, but just to give context around like how like we got in contact, like I met you through group coaching program. When was it? Like a year or two ago? It might have even been like a couple years ago now. Yeah, two years. Wow. Crazy. It's 2021. And yeah, that's so crazy. I remember being in that program with you and you were always like, like just the life of the party, like you would come <laughs> on these calls and I don't know, you have this aura about you where you're just like, oh, thank you, very friendly and like approachable. And that is the same when we right. caught up in person because we've caught up a couple of times in person too. Yeah. And I have this thing where I'm like, I'm pretty introverted. So if mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to people while I'm out, I just won't. I'll be like mm-hmm. in my bubble. Whereas you, <laughs> you go everywhere and you talk to everybody and it was just, it was such an eye-opening like experience, especially when we went to that cafe, right. because right. I was just like, whoa, this is pretty cool. And this obviously sparked why we're having this podcast chat right. today, because oh, I was like, yes. everything that we spoke about, I was like, oh my goodness, you have such a different perspective on it. And I walked away like thinking about that conversation for days. So I was oh, like, love that. I need to get her on. <laughs> but welcome <laughs> I love to the that. podcast. I'm excited. Thank to you. Oh, it's lovely to be here. I love, I love talking about this. Anything to do with these type of topics, anything that enriches us all and ma- helps us push forward, like if I can preach all day, I will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So give us a little bit of your background, a little bit about who you are and what you do for people who don't know who you are. Well, you mentioned the whole, uh, I guess, bubbly thing where I, I wouldn't 
really have any reservations with talking to anybody in the room. And that comes from my performer background. I'm a musician, I'm a performer, and a creative in that sense. I've had a whole stint of roles and things throughout like entertainment. So I guess in hindsight, looking back, I have to call myself the entertainmentpreneur (laughs) because I've just made, I've just been able to figure out a way throughout this journey of how to make opportunities happen in all different parts of being in entertainment or being an entertainer from being an event host or uh, MC to as well, teaching everybody, teaching as many people as I can about this. And that's where the coaching came in. And now being able to have done that and continue to do that within different seasons, that's a bit of a a nutshell of what I do or what I've done. But predominantly, I am a musician first and an entertainer performer first. And And you're very good at it too. I've tuned into many of your lives, just having (laughs) it on in the background with you singing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And it's something that I enjoy because it's putting my purpose out into the world of spreading joy, spreading love, putting music out, giving people escapism, all of those things encapsulated. And so I try to teach that as much as I try to do it. Mm. So that's a bit about me and and what I do. Awesome. Now, would you say, obviously, with your like the work that you do, you have to be like on all the time, right? Like you have to be able to yeah. make connections with people because yeah. that obviously tends to then get referrals and things like that. And I even right. know that for me, when I worked at the photography studio, I was very much like I could talk to anybody and I still can. Like I can talk to anybody. My mm-hmm. thing is like I just when I'm out on my own because I do mm. it for work all the time. I don't want to do it on my own. I just want a bit of me. But for you, you're very much like the same at your work, when you're not working, that's just a part of you. But has it always been the way you are or is it something that you've had to like develop because of your work and now it's just become you? I think parts of it have always lived within me, but it's also something that can be trainable for you where Mm. you can, if you can distinguish or have that sense of self-awareness or awareness to any type of situation and know how to present yourself, not being fake, you're being completely authentically yourself throughout the whole way through. Um, you're finding different levels of yourself and how to interact in certain situations. So you can pull back in certain areas if the, the, environment requests you to do so or you can turn it up a notch so that energy can vibrate a little bit more and it becomes a little bit more contagious and everybody catches a bit of that so it it honestly just depends on how you scan a situation or the room or the people that you're around because you want to be in alignment with that not to contort yourself or to compromise yourself but more Mm. so so that it creates an environment for everybody else that is probably higher value or something that is a bit more of an enjoyable experience or there's something that you can take away from it but also give and serve in the situation too it's not something that I completely think about but it's something that I could reflect on so while I'm in those situations I'm not thinking about that I'm just trying to be myself but also be everything that I've been taught uh, growing up I guess having a Filipino background, having that sort of culture behind me, we're always, as people, I think we're just very warm and very welcoming and very hospitable as people. And so that 
infiltrates into how I conduct myself in any other type of situation. So it's grown from there and I've known how to switch it on maybe in a business sense or in a selling type of a sense or in a networky environment. But for the most part, it is all levels authentically myself. You just have to figure that whatever that is for you. A hundred percent. I think you've actually, you, I had a question like later down because it does definitely go hand in hand, right? You have to go into it being totally authentic, but then correct. it's because that you are authentic that you land clients from that. It's from that place mm-hmm. of going into it with no expectations, no like ulterior motives. And I think that's yeah. what stops a lot of people, right? Because they go into pitch mode or you know, fishing for clients. They're like, oh, if right. I put myself out there and speak to everybody, they have the intention of landing clients from it. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. don't land clients and they're like, oh, like it doesn't work and it makes me feel like crap. Whereas yeah. you have been able to go out there so authentically and so friendly and approachable and people really connect with you because you've gone into it with no ulterior motives. You're just there to have a good time and to make sure everybody else is having a good time too. Pretty and much. Because of that, that's what the opportunities that kind of are attracted to you. And we were even talking mm. like when we caught up, you were like, yeah, I would talk to these people when I go traveling and they give me really good restaurant right. recommendations. And I have like right. all these experiences. And I was just like, wow, oh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> that just comes from being open and yeah. have it, even, even presenting yourself in a room or a situation where you just have open body language and uh, and you're not closed off or you don't continuously look at your phone, look up once in a while kind of thing. And I think everybody knows that internally, but putting that into practice is so different because uh, everybody has their own insecurities. But if you can get over the fact that nobody cares <laughs> in terms of your insecurities or your anxieties or whatever those things may be that hinder you from fully expressing or being yourself, it's all in your head type of thing. And, and I guess the more situations that you get to practice, even that aren't social, that you can just practice uncomfortability in that way, strengthens that muscle memory in your brain psychologically for for you to have confidence to be open and just to converse with people. Because it's just as simple as a conversation and it's never anything with a motive of, oh, I need to sell you this product or I need to sell you this service because you need this, you need me, I can see how you need me. But it's about just the connection making. If you can try to make that happen authentically, don't force it. It's one of those things, though, really hard to explain, though, because it's cognitive, right? So it's not a a tangible thing that you can really teach somebody how to do. A lot of this sort of stuff is feel work. You have to feel your way through it. And the only way that you know how to conduct yourself or be able to control the situations in that way or your own social situations that may be leading to different opportunities is practice. Like the more you put yourself in that position, you get to understand how you operate in that position. And then you can use that as your base and go from there and explore it. And you'll have fun with it. You end up having fun with it because you get to connect with people on a deeper level. You cultivate relationships and friendships, not for the purpose of being able to have a transactional relationship by the end of it, but it might come to that. But it becomes a contact that where your network is your net worth in that sense. Mm-hmm. And as I've increased that over the decade, over the years, oh yeah, I can just call on this person. It's got that ease to it now. 
it takes time. Yeah, it takes so much time. And I love, you literally just simplified that. You're like, it's just a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's just a conversation. It's so simple. (laughs) And I think, yeah, we do. We go into it with our own insecurities and our own worries or whatever, and we're not open to it. And therefore we make it so much bigger than it is and I know even for myself because like when we caught up I was like yeah that's just not my thing I just I would rather not talk to people (laughs) like when I'm out at a restaurant or whatever and I think that also comes from this idea of I don't want to pitch myself or I don't want to be annoying or whatever and so many people especially I think online service providers probably a little bit different for the people in your audience in your sphere true but For online service providers, the reason why a lot of the time they go into this is because they don't want to be around people. They are more introverted, at least Mm. in my audience they are. True. So I know that, and especially as a coach, you attract people who are similar to you. So I know there's a lot of people in my audience who are similar to me. So what Mm -hmm. would you say tips or advice or like icebreakers to ease their way in? Because obviously business is like one thing, but I remember when we were chatting, you were like, yeah, just go to a bar and sit at the bar and talk to the bar. Sit at the bar. 100%. can you give us? That's a fun one, particularly if you are like just traveling around. If, if you find yourself solo traveling or just traveling around, whatever, sit at the bar when you're at a, like a restaurant or even just in a dive or something like that. When you sit at the bar and it's a communal space or you sit somewhere where it is a communal space, then you've got the opportunity to just strike up conversation, vice versa. And nine times out of 10, if you are sitting at the bar, it's a bartender asking you if you want a drink and then you can go from there and whoever else is around you, you can, you maybe comment on something that is mutually in your environment or in your surroundings or something can just spark a conversation The the simplest, smallest thing can. And I guess if we're talking about this in a travel context sort of sense, it's- We're going to start off with you- fun. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Travel is always like, fun. Even if it's in your own city. Exactly. Well, yeah. So even if it's in your own city- Let's say you're overseas, though. I guess the easy icebreaker in that sense is like, of course, the accent's different. So that's just going to strike a follow-up question. But I guess that aside, if you're just wanting to connect with others or just conversate and go from start from zero to actual conversation, open questions. Don't ask closed questions. Don't ask yes or no questions or agreeable in that sense open in a way or comment on something that is that opens it up I don't know how to provide you with an example it's more of a oh how'd you find getting here or it's very it's so minuscule and it sounds so nonchalant in a lot of different ways but you can't or like how did you find this place like those type of things or how did you how did you get onto this event if you're it's like a networking event or something like that and you can go from there and that there's usually in the follow-up answer there's usually something in that answer that can be enough information to follow up on a new question. It's like just having interview skills in a sense. I guess I probably should have said like my background is in in business and commerce. So marketing and HR is my background. And so being able to interview and ask open questions and actively listening and building rapport in that sense builds trust at the end of the day. And that trust builds a relationship in any form. And when you show interest in whatever that is and how that conversation is flowing and leading, instead of letting it fizzle, if that makes sense, be energetic about it. 
not in a way that doesn't reflect your true demeanor. I'm not saying go out and think, be like, oh, hey, guys. Like, no, that's, <laughs> if that's not you, then don't do that. But be interested. Yeah. And that's the thing as well is you don't need to just be asking, like, come up with your list of questions to, like, your icebreaker questions. It's no, just listen to whatever their response is and just respond yeah. as if you were talking to your mom. Like, exactly. Like, you're not speed dating. Conversation- exactly. Half of the conversation is just listening to what the other person has to say and you'll build trust so much quicker because you've actually listened and you're not pushing whatever your agenda is down their throat Mm. you're just listening and you're being like you said open to whatever they're actually presenting to you're not sleazy selling in that way Mm -hmm. and nobody likes that nobody likes to do that because it feels ingenuine and as, as soon as there's a feeling of feeling ingenuine all trust is gone because mm. you, somebody's onto you. There's like an agenda of some sort. Yeah. But if you're upfront about it and you're like, hey, this is what I'm about, then all cards are on the table and that's fine. But again, if you're dealing, if you're more introverted as a personality, you're not going to do that. <laughs> that's just not going to be the approach that you take. So it's more about the the interest building, the re- relationship building, the trust building, and finding a common ground or at least something that to go back on. I, I know that with myself, even with a lot of friendships and relationships, professional or friendly or otherwise, I know that whoever it is, maybe around the world, there's something that we can connect on specifically that's just ours. And when you can have that with different connections of, with people, sometimes it's a bad a toxic trait of mine. Sometimes I don't remember, like quite remember the name or I get a mental blank of the name, but I know that what we've connected on and that, that thing that we've connected on can be enough to perpetuate the next like level of the relationship, the transaction, the service, the lead in whatever that might be Mm. but it just stems from there the connection point (laughs) yeah that's the thing is like having a common ground like at the end of the day especially for a lot of if we switch it over to more like business focused and like you said the opportunity that come doesn't necessarily have to be business may as well talk about it a lot of the time like you said your network is your net worth right a lot of the time you would have this particularly in the work that you do and I have it quite com- sure. like coming for me as well a lot of my clients actually come from people that I have met and that I have had a conversation with whether it be a one-off conversation at a networking event whether it's been mm-hmm. a business retreat somebody in a coaching program that I was with and now they're hiring me a lot of the time your first client or your next client or even if you're in a nine-to-five your next role comes from somebody who knows somebody mm. So making in-person connections is so important because you build trust so much yep. quicker in person than you do just, hey, sending a DM online. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, particularly it's cold. For you. Yes. As in like how it's led to different, yeah, it's led to a lot of different opportunities with the interactions that I've had with people. And I can attribute or at least be grateful or thankful to myself in some ways there is a little bit of that charismatic nature that is there and that just makes things easier but not everybody has that I don't want to even call it an ability or it's definitely a a skill it's I think it is a skill it can be developed over time it can be developed over time it's just exercise but I think it just comes from I think before I even thought about selling myself business all that sort of stuff the interactions that I would have with people especially if they were new people is that Make them feel warm and welcome. Make the interaction feel like home. Make it feel comfortable. And having that energy about 
you or about the situation or if you can cultivate that in yourself for a situation, that's what's going to lead to where you can have better one-on-one chats with others and you can build a relationship and you can learn more about them and they can learn more about you. And if there's any future opportunity that comes up that they think might be aligned to you because they now know you or at least know parts of you, then it's a no-brainer. And I've had a lot of those type of opportunities come up, whether that be from previous corporate type roles where I've flown from different teams to teams because recommendations or, oh, this person would be good here. And then I would go in and and do a three-month stint project, whatever, because whoever has recruited me into that space has had conversations with me. We've built a rapport. We have some sort of connection or we can reflect on something that we can, we won't see each other all the time, but when we see each other again, it's asking about that thing that we have a connection about. And that just builds it, it builds into the personal type of questions on the more of, oh, how are you? Like, how actually are you type of thing? And when it can build from that or just at least pivot from, I guess, something that is more subjective to more you and yourself and the back and forth between person and person, then that's what kind of locks in a relationship. Or that's what locks in the interaction Uh, to be graduated from that to now, oh, you're a friend, you're a connection. You can be all of these things as well. And so when I get asked to uh, maybe do a wedding or to um, I get recommended to a venue, this or that, the emails that I'm getting or the messages that I'm getting, the DMs that I'm getting, whatever they might be, however they might come, I saw you here. Oh, my friend recommended duh. It's very – or. I th- I thought this was really good because I saw you at this thing and somebody recommended and it, and it becomes, you know, that game like six degrees to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> so when I have gotten certain opportunities, it, there's usually more than just the one degree that has landed me a job or a role or an opportunity or a client or a gig or something. And it's been reaffirmed if they try to reach out and they're a bit curious about what I do, they'll first reach out or they would have seen me somewhere as well and then reached out. And Mm -hmm. the sales made itself because I've just been able to authentically do that and be that. And that's just led to more opportunity. And then it just compounds and then it becomes more word of mouth and it becomes this network. I don't even, I can't even explain it half the time because I'm like, oh, I don't even know this person and they're reaching out to me. This is wild. Mm. Sometimes the universe likes to play tricks on me and be like three in a day that are just completely random and I don't know, I don't even know the connection to that person. Usually it's a 70% strike rate of, oh, I, I know you through somewhere or some person. But if it's completely independent, I'm like, where did this come from? (laughs) So it's also led to that because it's become uh, credibility building and qualifying for me in other people's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, And like what you said before about being authentic and just being you and making somebody feel something, at the end of the day, that's why it's not random. They're not coming to you randomly because they saw your page. It's because you've built that over time and that person right. has mentioned you and then they've saw your your post or whatever and it's been built up. We know that, but it's amplified when you have that connection in person because you're able yeah. to go past all the surface level crap of, oh, what's the weather like yeah. today? Building that. it's You're literally yep. talking 
about deep, impactful stuff. And I know even just from when we caught up and had breakfast, I was thinking about that conversation days after. And obviously I've known you for two years or whatever since, but it's just like simple conversations like that that really do leave a lasting impact. And a lot of the time we don't realize the impact that we have on other people. We inspire people and we impact people on a daily basis. You never know you know, what they're going through or what that has clicked Mm. for them or what they're thinking about. And so if you are just trying to be a human and just trying to connect with people, that could open up so many doors just through authentically being you. And how amazing is that? Like, yeah, for sure. You don't have to do lead gen. You don't have to do anything just by being yourself and by having fun (laughs) and going out. Like all of these amazing opportunities come to you. I know. And it's not fair. It's not fair to say that for people that I guess are a little bit more introverted based, but there's things that you can take away from those things that I guess I've implemented to just incorporate for yourself in little spurts. You don't have to do it 100% completely because that's not being authentic to yourself. Mm. But you just take from it. I don't even remember what we was like. I I remember we were chatting about pretty cool stuff, but I I, I don't remember. (laughs) Similar to this. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't remember the specifics that kind of, in for your mind, made it click or made certain things click. Yeah. I was just like, this is a totally different perspective because I, like, and and don't get me wrong, I'm introverted. So for those people who are introverted listening to this, who are thinking like, oh, I don't know, and I don't know if I would be able to remember different connections or whatever, it's not about a memory thing. It's just making people feel something. And I, like I said, I've landed clients because I've gone on a business retreat. Now, I haven't gone Mm. to that business retreat to land clients from the other people who are participating. I've landed clients because I went to a friend's birthday party and I was just simply open and I was like, yeah, I'm a VA and this is what I do. It's not having those like ulterior motives. It's just chatting and being open. It is. That's not an introverted thing. That's just being open. Yeah, being open. Sometimes I get a bit conflicted in what to say when people say, "Oh, what do you do?" Because I'm because I do so much, mm-hmm. and so it's really it is hard to put that all in a box and present yeah. it. But I think for anybody else that like offers, I guess, a more simpler service or product, just be open about how you present that because people are just curious. And if you're in that social situation or a networking type of situation, be transparent, be upfront. And saying whatever you do is not pitching to them. Like I know that is like a big fear that I had for a while that I'll just downplay whatever I do because they might think that I'm like pitching to them or like fishing for clients. Like doctors Mm. and teachers don't. They're like, yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm a teacher. I work here. Like why is it because it's our business? We're like, oh, like it's when you can uh, strip all of that, that's when you can Australian. It's an Australian cultural thing too because nobody wants to overstate or sell themselves, culturally speaking, because it's wanky. Or it's I think there's quite a few people wanky. who are totally happy to do that. <laughs> but, but I don't necessarily you, you, think exactly. So that, but. when exactly, so when there are when you notice people that are like that, you are so afraid to be like that that you go the other way in those. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I agree with make that. Make the distinguish. Be aware of that. Be aware of how you're thinking and feeling and reacting and conducting yourself because that might just be a reflex from reacting to how you've seen others conduct themselves and you don't want to be anything like that. Yeah. Like, and, and that happens yep. more often than not and that's you being in your head. But also yeah. That yeah. happens with money all the time as well. People self-sabotage oh, sure. with money because they associate negative things 
associated with people who have a lot of money. So it's like the same thing. Mm. If you don't want to be like that, but you want to have money, it's like you need to reframe your thoughts around yeah. it. Yeah. And you need to yeah, reframe re- your thoughts it. around. Yeah, around people who are confident saying that. If that is uncomfortable for you, maybe there's some inner work that you need to look at because all it oh, is sure. literally just saying, this is what I do. It doesn't, it, it, you're overcomplicating it. And that's it. it. And, doesn't and, mean, and, and mean it's a full stop. That. It's a full stop after that. Yeah. You know, it's not, this is what I do and how can I help you? It's not, it's yeah. not that. <laughs> it's, it's that you've established enough, I guess, action and conversation that might lead into that. But you don't, you just don't go in cold straight away. And, and if you it, do, they're the ones that you <laughs> leave because they're like, I'm not buying from you anyway. So it's, that's not going to help. It's you. a red flag right there. <laughs> Total red flag. <laughs> 100%. Oh, awesome. I think that's, been so helpful you've given some good tips for people to get started we've broken it down simplified it I feel like a lot of the guests that I have on this podcast we talk about different topics and at the end of the day like the main takeaway is here's your permission slip just start yeah just try just put yourself out there take the first step if talking to strangers while you're out on your own is like super uncomfortable because you're like oh my goodness I'm embarrassed that I'm out eating alone don't start there just start going out and eating on your own have a yeah. Take the baby somebody steps. else's starting exactly. Somebody else's starting block is not the same as yours. I'm fully comfortable to do that, but that that took time and same. or yeah. just also maybe there's certain things where you can feel strong enough or build your own strength, inner strength to rip off the band aid and just get it done. And you can just retreat at any point in time in in that space that you might be in where you're trying to do something new and different. That's fine too. Like you just have to also know that it's not going to be perfect, particularly the first time around and just extend yourself grace. You have to um, be gracious to your effort because if you don't, I think why that is is because you're comparing it to what it should look like or what or, or who you've seen do it before. But it's your it's yours to own. It's your interaction, your journey, your your growth to cultivate and to push. So don't judge it. Yes. Give thing. yourself grace. <laughs> awesome. Mm. Where can people find you if they want to follow you and find out more? Insta, Facebook. I have my What's website. Your <laughs> Blessy Picker at Blessy Picker. So uh, that's for the Insta, Blessy Picker ENT for the Facebook page. Uh, it's a bit of a ghost page, to be honest with you. But if you want to learn about myself and what I've done and what I do, I think your previous guest, Lauren, really helped me out with my website. So that's okay. just blessypicker.com. <laughs> Shout outs to Lauren. Shout outs to Lauren. <laughs> Maestro. Awesome. I'll put all of your details in the show notes too so that people can find you there. But thank you so much for coming on again. I've loved this chat. Oh, it's my pleasure. It is is soul-fulfilling, these type of conversations. Thank you.